Hello everybody and welcome to What Do You Say Anime's bonus edition of... I guess we're just doing a review of Main Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul. Before we jump into it, this is the sequel movie to season one. There will be heavy, heavy spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie yet, and you don't want it spoiled, do not listen to this review. Join me today. First, we have Pat from Watch Club. Pat, how's it going? Oh, it's good. That was a, a really good time. Uh, thank you for hosting this uh, this uh, viewing party, and uh, I, I'm so glad we watched it. Yes, me too. And we have our main abyss expert, Tyler. Tyler, how's it going? <laughs> hey, happy to be here and talk about the movie. Yes, we just got done watching Made in the Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul, the highly anticipated sequel we've been waiting four years for. And Something like that, yeah. Boy, was the wait worth it. Holy moly. Uh, there's a, We have a couple things we probably want to touch on. I know I want to touch on some things towards the end of the movie, but I, to start with, I want to start with how i don't know what their budget was for this movie but holy shit like right as soon as the movie starts you see the animation just go to a whole nother level compared to what we saw in season one and that's not taking away anything from season one because i thought season one was pretty solid animation but this was if i was watching this in a like a 4k high def theater this movie would just been i would mind blown and that's me coming seeing things like your name and pro mayor and weathering with you like the the animations were flawless i guess i want to get your guys' thoughts as well pat do you want to go first uh sure yeah no i i agree the animation was uh stunning it was it was you know what you'd expect from a movie for sure in terms of quality um but I, it, to go along even further with, than that you know what you you're used to or not further but so instead of critiquing it like artistically i i'd also like to say that they showed things too, like graphically, like in terms of like content, it was graphic. It was good. They, they did a good job with, uh, you know, showing entrails and other things that, you know, like most shows would skimp out on because they don't want the, the you know, the R rating, let's say. I know that's not how they do it in Japan, but, you know, they'd be more careful with stuff like that. Yeah, like this one, sure. this one, this one was all out with that. It was, it was all out and I loved that. And it was really well animated too, obviously, on top of that. Um, I guess going along with that to the, the music was <laughs> it was something else they were like three different times where i was just like yep that's a pankin soundtrack yes, all right Kevin you know pankin like came was... back and did the the soundtrack for this one as well which yeah. uh he's incredible yeah all all of his work is recognizable i know shield hero is not a popular show around here for good reason but the music in it is pretty phenomenal uh he did tower of god too yep. i think he did yeah uh, like he's done some very good shows and this is but this was like the one i think that he got really famous for in particular i think this was his first one i think so tyler how about your initial thoughts on like the animation i guess we can do sound as well the first thing i said in the chat was like this animation's insane or something yeah. along those lines and then like i've read the manga and the manga art is very good like it's better than most manga and like the anime did it better and like almost every single time the the fight with uh rag and bone Drude when he was in like i don't know what you want to call that form like berserk mode or whatever like that was so cool looking with all the black trails around him and how he looked possessed and whatnot it was very well done yes and i i think we'll touch on that a little bit later because this this movie was sort of broken up i think into like two parts the first one was definitely the journey getting to or entering level five and meeting uh Prush prushka prushka the Prushka, Prushka, yeah. and uh, reintroducing uh, Bondrude. Is that how you say it? Bondrude, Bondrude, Bondrude. So we like met. That. We we had like an introduction to him season one, but this is more of like a formal introduction where we actually hear like dialogue 
and conversations between everybody. And we find out that Bondred is the father figure of Prushka, who is the little girl similar to uh, Rico's age. And I guess my initial thoughts on like the first half of the show, it was really interesting to see this, just the world building itself is insane. And just seeing the next level and what's involved with it. And we get to see this brand new fortress, essentially, that Bondred has and the world that we get encapsulated with and kind of figuring out like we kind of know that he's responsible for Nanachi's form that she's in her her animorph stage that she's in the curse that the she's curse, under the curse that yeah. she's under so like we know that he's I, I we'll have this conversation later if Bodred is a good or bad guy so oh, no. I'm excited curse, for that. She didn't get the curse. We find out that she got the blessing. Uh, right. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, the other girl got the curse, and Nanachi got the blessing of the abyss. I okay. thought she got both, but the the ble- but the girl took the curse for her. I yeah, think is the so they both are down there. So one person gets the gets the bad part, the curse, and the Nanachi gets the the blessing. So that's I also believe why um, Bone Drude has those cases. So every single time, like when something bad's going to happen to him, he's using those cases to take the, to take the, what's it called? The curse of the abyss while he gets the blessing. Yeah. Because you see it when, um, Pushka's in her jelly state, I'll say. And she's, <laughs> you, you hear like her mindset. She's like, I like this hurts, this hurts, this yeah, hurts. Yeah. And yeah. she's no longer like in physical form. She's like a slime essentially. So you, you, you see like this transfer of pain to the per- to the cursed and not the person who's blessed essentially that was crazy that like because i would look at nanachi and think she's still cursed but like they're saying that that's a blessing like what she got like bonjour thinks she's see, one of the greatest creations of the abyss i, I don't know i see i think that she's still cursed but she didn't uh, she 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 her friend took the brunt and, and what's her name the, the little midi thank you midi. I, I, midi took the majority of the curse but i still think that you would define how nanachi is now as like part of the curse or or the and like obviously the, there's a blessing to it too i don't know again it, it, it i think that's semantics we don't know either because, because we're, we you, you see in the beginning of the movie that when Ray goes over to like the um, the other whistle guy i guess i don't know what you call him Nachi like has like supervision so like she's like she gets like right. blessed with like certain she's things blessed, as well same see the curse and whatnot I don't know, yeah. as you go you'll find out why she's blessed yes tyler's not gonna give any spoilers for the manga since he's yeah. caught up but we need him as our he's our uh he's our expert he's our consultant for this yeah uh, especially i think uh i mean i guess we can get right into it can't we well i guess other than like our initial impressions like would you recommend what's this your movie? initial impressions on like the first half i guess let's, let's yeah, do it before we get to the fights and all that stuff mm-hmm. i would say uh i was very impressed by this movie all throughout I, I can just say straight up and so i absolutely would recommend this to anybody that likes the made in abyss series or enjoyed the first season uh can't recommend this movie enough i you i, said I you, loved it. you even liked it more than the first season right i did first season okay saying i didn't like the first season would be a little you bit unfair love, i think love it, i right? didn't love the first yeah, season yeah. because there was well, there were parts of it that bothered part. me there were just parts of it that I didn't like or didn't enjoy, and it felt too slow, and I was annoyed by how in the dark we were, but then also they skipped over a lot of things, too. Like, 
that I would have liked to have learned more about. So, oh yeah, I still like, I liked the first season. I thought it was a seven out of 10, but I think the other part problem with the first season for me was it was hyped up as like anime of the year for 2017. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like it won it at for certain shows or for certain awards. Right. And I went in expecting to be blown away and I wasn't as blown away. I remember when I first watched it, at least not for watch club, but when I first watched it, I wasn't as blown away as I was expecting. And then there was also the, random uh what the fuck moments with the with the sexualization of children yeah, i'll just talk about that like what we didn't like seems i mean i guess we can but like let's let pete do his first impression well, no, first no, no tyler do you want to give us your uh, impression of the first half because there were things I mean, I was just, i've already i've read it and this is my favorite like arc in the manga like bone Drude is one of the coolest characters in the entire mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. seeing him right away like showing up instantly i was so happy because then i was like oh we're gonna see like what happens to prushka we're gonna see all the fights i didn't know where it was going to end so i was very happy where it started how how'd you feel about them i know you said like when they eat the slime in the beginning that that oh, yeah. was that was covered in the manga in, in what's it called uh liza's notebook who is rico's mom and there's like something in there that tells them to eat that the goo stuff and tells them how to prepare it and how to like not get poisoned or something like that. And they do skip over a lot of things. And like, I, t- I texted my buddy after the movie uh, and I was like, I really like the movie more than the manga, but I feel like if you haven't read the manga, you probably don't get the same thing as like I got out of the movie. Cause I was able to fill in all the gaps where if you didn't watch it, I would imagine you're still like, or if you didn't read it, I would imagine a lot of things are like confusing still. I think that's like that with like most like books though, where not every question or not everything that they have adapted from paper can get into like a movie, unless it's, it's like I don't know Harry Lord. Potter and it's eight. But even Harry Potter doesn't doesn't Harry Potter everything either. Like, like it miss it skips a lot. Like I remember book four was my favorite book of Harry Potter, and they skipped over Maybe so much. Maybe a bad stuff. example, but I was trying. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to I think get of, what you're saying. I was though. trying to think it's of a book that has possible. a bunch of content or something like, like that. Lord of the Rings are like good adaptions of the books. It did or did not. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I feel like it's pretty good. Okay. And they're like two and a half hours long. If you get the director's cut, they really give you a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's fair. Like a good adaptation. It was very fast. Like the movie was fast too. I think you said it was an hour and forty minutes long, but it it yep. didn't feel long. It, it did it went feel very like fast. a really good. I thought it ended like right when it ended. I felt like that was good. That like was good I didn't want yeah. to watch anymore. I'm excited for season two for sure. And that's another thing I would. I just want to say real quick how season one ended because I didn't give. I gave season one a nine. I still think it's great, but season one really. If season two was out when season one ended, I don't think I would rush out and watch season two right away when I got done with season one, when this movie ended, I wanted to, I want to watch season two right now. Like yeah, jumping yeah. into that little, like, I don't know what you want to call it, like a portal or something. I felt like, yeah. I, isn't that like a, I felt like, isn't that a thing that like takes them down? Yeah, that's what I'm down. saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what would you call it? That's what's so uh, cool. Like, it, it's kind of like an elevator it. type of, like an orb elevator. It looks like to me, like they're going to jump in and it's going to take them down to the sixth level is my feeling. I, yeah. I don't know what else to call it. It's just, it is what it is that that's the whole purpose of it though too is to be cool and to be mysterious right yes. like that's all that um how cool about the abyss it's like the setting and the surroundings the what world it is incredible uh so oh, yeah. how about oh, you want to talk about things that we didn't like because pat i know you have some things you want to vent yeah 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 sure i can go off on this show and the the uh the creator of this show if he ever listens dude uh, you need you need to get some help you need some help my friend because there there is so much uh, so i guess my my big thing that i thought of 
during I thought of this during the first season too when they had the the moments where they talked about Rika being naked or they were talking about what's Reg Reg's dick, you know, like all these different <laughs> And stuff. Whenever they would talk about this stuff, I was just uncomfortable because it's like it's sexualizing children in a fan service mentality, right? It's not like it's and it's not like the show is High School of the Dead where it's all about fan service. The show is serious. It's morbid. It's meant to be dark and and real or psychological is probably better than a word than real. I didn't like them doing it again in this movie. And in this movie, it's just as apparent, if not more, than it was in the show. I would say. I think with it's all of the. I'd say it's more because there's so many calls to people being naked or reg popping a boner or um, whatever. And and it's just so – so like my thing was I was sitting there and saying to myself, there is no reason that these characters couldn't have been a little older than they were. And again, I Tyler, I know we, we talked about this before where we were like, well, you need the bond, right, of a young child or whatever uh, – or bond root does, which we'll go further into, do, into that later. But – I didn't understand in my head, at least like, why couldn't these characters be 16, 17, 18, at least, you know, just older, older and mature to the point where they should be thinking about sex, should be thinking things like this rather than being like the 10 year olds that they are. It made me so uncomfortable uh, how sexualized they were in terms of fan service. It just put me off. It took me out of this and it really did hamper my rating for this show like or this movie. I, I really this could have been a perfect movie it, it, to me, but this is one of the main things that helped me back from thinking that. I don't know how you guys felt okay. about Tyler, it. Tyler, did you have anything that you didn't like about the, the movie? I mean, I agree with Pat, but I don't know if I'm just like, I'm really good to just like brush it off and try to like, like, well, who cares? Like, I wish it wasn't in there. Also, I knew it was coming, so I was prepared sure. that, for it. That's and the it, other thing, yeah. I had a lot of it out. Like, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, oh, God. Like, as soon as he was in that chair, too, I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be typing something in the chat in, like, seconds here. <laughs> so it was almost like a second time. It's funny. Like, at, when it comes to parts like that, I pick my phone up and start looking at it. Wait till it's off the screen. Sure. You you laugh in Monogatari because this is Yeah, at Monogatari, too. That's like my right. favorite And Aragi's like a freaking pedophile, so. Which, that's a thing, though. Like, it's a comedy. Well, it, like, it, I, is Bakemonogatari comedy? I would say it's a it, comedy. It definitely, it has definitely, to be a comedy. It's definitely, it was a meant to be a funny moment versus this was literally just meant to be like horrifying or meant to be, um, meant to be fan service. Honestly, I'll just say it. It was meant in that way versus like in Monogatari, it's meant as a joke. Like, of course, that I guess that is fan service too, yeah. but it's more what his character is. It's like, what that show is and what the character is. Complete. It's completely different. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was so off-put by it, and I was so frustrated by it too, because I was just like, so like a, another again, a great example. Like Reg pop, has to pop a boner to come out of like enraged form to come out of sage mode. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, like he doesn't. Yeah, sage mode. That you like that yeah. Naruto reference? Thank <laughs> you. Um, uh, I don't know. Does it come out of Saiyan stance? I don't know. How, I, no. I don't watch Dragon Ball. Can you tell I don't watch Dragon Ball? Yeah, that exactly. Um, <laughs> that's my point, though. Like, does he have to do that, or could they just say, "Man, feeling the bond that I have with these people around me, my friends, my closest companions, feeling their touch, or feeling close to them," that's what drew me back in. Like, that's something that they very easily could have done. And drew I him out, though, or would, did he just run out of power? I don't know. That's the other. Thing I don't I think. Heard. I don't think like, him, I popping, watch it him popping the boner didn't get him out of sage mode. But I don't know. But that was that was right after because like the first thing that happened when he woke up. So after some like right. super cool, really hyped moment, it's like 
boom, let's do this stupid scene. Stupid like, scene, I didn't need yeah. that. Exactly. So it wasn't even necessary. So there hug. you go. I think that's, yeah. that, that's how no, the... you're right. It's talking about it now. It makes like, I think that makes more sense. But like I said, I'd have to like watch it again and see. I, I, yeah, that's fair too. Cause we were not pausing the movie. Pete was, uh, Pete was smart to not let us have the option to pause because otherwise that would have taken twice as long to watch. Yeah, yeah, we had to do that. Um, but so I don't know. I definitely would want to watch it again to see certain things like that. Again, this is our initial reaction to. We yeah, only watched this is an hour ago. This is an hour ago. ago. Uh, yeah, like we. So I'm hour, not. Yeah. yeah, about an hour or so we finished it. So we we don't know. Um, there are definitely things that we're probably wrong about. So please do correct us in the comments, but. Uh, or give us your own imp- opinions. But yeah, so Pete, I guess you're all that's left. What, what did you not like about Well, I, I I didn't like... So, like, the scene that we were talking about where he gets done with Sage Mode and then he, like, calls up the Nanshi and pops a boner. Yeah. I mean, I laughed, but it's stupid because that's not... Like you said before, like, that's not what the, the show is like. Mm-hmm. I guess the only thing I can think of is, like, this is a serious, dark, twisted show. Like, there's a lot of fucked up moments. And I just don't know if it's the author who just doesn't know how to release the tension other than, hey, these are, like, 12-year-old kids and they're boys and girls, so yeah, let's ra- throw in, like, random, like, sexual tension because that way we can cut – we can make it not as serious all the time. I think that's the only thing I can think of. I'd rather them, be, like, shit their pants or something and it'd be better. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It, I think it'd just be stupid, like – I don't know. You you go full stage mode. You black out for two hours. When you wake up, you crap your pants. Like there's a there's a tension relief, and you don't have to involve getting like naked twelve year olds because there's like a bath scene too with a uh, yes. I'm like, no reason. Like, that's not that's not necessary. That's not necessary. We don't need that. It was literally they were showing like it was about her well, like montage, being a human. No, it was a mon. Yeah, it, right, it was a montage. exactly. It's in the middle of a montage where they're trying to like humanize her, I think, or show her growing up, right? Why did they include a scene where she's bathing as part of her growing up? And There's like, no need. There's see, literally no we need. We already see that her growing. Okay, I'll say growing up in quotation marks because here's what I'm going with. You see her as younger, and then when you meet her, you see she clearly has tits. It's like you. Yeah, she's, well, she, she's she's she grown looks up. Like she's grown up. Like Thirty year old. Yeah, it's like like we know that she's yeah. a girl. Like we know that she has tits. Like you right. didn't have to include a naked bath scene, but honestly, I'm kind of like Tyler. It was bad, but it was it didn't like it's not going to drop the score for me because honestly, it it lasted eight seconds of the movie, and the movie oh, itself had generous. the movie <laughs> itself had so many so many great scenes. I think I'm going to transition into that because then the second half, when we are done with like the world building and setting up all the conflict and the tension that's going on, we really see like what the movie is about, and that is confronting uh, Bondrud with his essentially i'll just say experiments i don't know if there's a better word to put but him taking these children and essentially experimenting on them to make him more powerful make him immortal um i I don't know if you guys want to branch off of this if you have what did you think about his like uh being able to transfer his like what do you call it his personality or conscious like he's more Unbelievable! The first time where they rip sick. off, he rips off the head and just throws it on another body. Yes, that was Holy so shit. cool. I was like, "Oh my yes, god, this is what the abyss is!" Like, this is. Dude, I freaked when he died. Like, cause he he had a lot of chapters. Like, it, there, it was it was more drawn out in the manga. He had a lot of chapters, and then how he just died in the first fight. You were like, "No, that can't be!" Like, how it exactly like, yeah. the next chapter, like another one walks up, and I'm still like, 
well, now this guy's going to wreck everyone. And he just picks the helmet up and puts it on him and becomes uh, Bone Druid or whatever his name is again. Yeah. I was like, that blew my mind. That's the coolest scene in the uh, movie. I, I agree that that I was such a I think it's the second scene. coolest scene in the movie because I think the fight between Bone Druid and Regu, holy crap, dude, that was incredible. The animation was so yeah. pristine. It was so clean. I love it when they can do it because they're moving at like a million miles an hour. And so every frame is 60 frames. Not Nothing's dropped. Everything looks clean. Everything looks crisp. And I mean, it kind of sucks that it was ruined by a boner alert, but like it still was an incredible, like, I don't know how long the they music. fought for four minutes. The music with Kevin. The Kennedy, music during it was child. awesome. Yeah, that's what I was Ooh, most excited child. about during during the during this the fight. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not into anime fights that much. Like it was a cool fight. Don't get me wrong. Before I start on my my negative rant, I guess. But like for me, it was like the music was what I really liked. Like I was just sitting there like, wow, the music's man. building up the tension. I don't know. I just. I like animation fight animations. Like I was just like, okay, this is cool, but maybe it's just because I haven't seen enough anime fights in my my own personal watching to actually like really care or say, oh, this animation was awesome. Like that's not usually what I was paying attention to, but they were really cool. It was really cool seeing it how he like used his his arm to help himself out and like because he only had one at that moment. And then the the climax of the fight scene with the with her using his uh, with uh, Riku. Is that her name? God, I'm so terrible. Rico. Rico, I'm so bad. Their names are so similar. Um, Rico shooting Reg's arm, or or at least holding it in the right spot for him to then slice uh, slice him in half. That was uh, that was fucking sick. That, that was, was so, so cool. smart. That was so clever. I just I had no idea it was coming. I was just like, yup, that's awesome. I I, I really like doing like animes like this where like it's it's not. The anime is not about the fight. Like you, there doesn't need to right. even be any fight anime like this. So then, when you get one and it like it's super cool, it really feels awesome and like more deserved. Like I know this was a movie, but I mean, in the season one, like maybe he got in a couple little tussles with monsters, but like you didn't see anything that was on this level. Like even his little uh, fight with Ozen, like wasn't really serious because she was just testing him or whatever. Yeah. Where this was like life and death. Granted, wasn't Bone Drew just testing them too? You find out. Essentially, yes, he yes. was. Yeah, I didn't even realize that when I was reading the manga. But watching it after reading it, I'm like, holy shit! Like this was his idea all along because he is evil, but he wants no, a not. good thing. Like, well, everything that he's doing isn't for himself. It's for like everyone. Like, why is the curse of the abyss? Why are we all drawn to the abyss? He's the only person that's actually trying to. Well, not the only person because uh, Rico is definitely trying to figure it out. She wants to know what's up. But all the other White Whistles, they're just there for fame and fortune or whatever. They just go back up. Uh, I See, that's a good, probably a good segue into the next big yeah, talking for point sure. for us. Because um, I would I, – I know you said he's evil. Pure I don't, evil. Think, he's, Pure I don't evil. think he's evil at all. All. I think he is such a well. First off, though, even if he is evil or you think he's evil, he is such a fantastically written character. Like, is so so sick. He up here antagonist. He's up there with like Griffith, Miriam, all yes, those dudes. I, yeah, I, I, I'd compare him to Griffith. Like, I think Griffith yeah. is a very good comparison for this character. That's well, why I said if, if you're again. someone who believes that the ends justify the means, then he's not a bad guy. No, he's not, and that's where I—I I guess that's where I end up standing. He does on this bad because... things like he—he he hurts people, but.
But like mm-hmm. I said, if you think that the end justifies the means, then he's inherently a good person. He doesn't hurt people because he wants to. He hurts people because he doesn't even see it as hurting them, though, either. He He's experimenting. He's trying to figure out the problem that is in front of him. He is a scientist. He is a He is a person that is experimenting and trying to figure something out. And he is willing to do anything that that takes, including killing children, <laughs> killing people and manipulating people. Although I don't even think he sees it as manipulation. I think he sees it as just them being part of the task. Like it's not necessarily. And like uh, you, you said earlier, like, oh, he's trying to be immortal. I don't even think he wants to be immortal. Oh, I think he to. just wants to. He needs uh, to be immortal. He needs to be immortal so that he can figure this problem out. Yeah, or he, be, how many times has he died? Probably like. It he's doesn't. A thousand, yeah. I would imagine countless times he's died, because he mm-hmm. said all of the. Is it the Umbra hands or something like that? He that's what he called those people. Yeah. With, yeah. Like all of those are him. So yeah. I don't. Isn't Ozen like four hundred years old too? Yeah, like, I'm pretty really sure. Some are old as shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Bondry is like hundreds of years too. old. I don't know. For sure. Maybe we can Google it, but I feel like he's like. No, I'm almost positive you're right because everybody says that Liza's dead, but like Ozen told her at the end that like time moves differently in the abyss. Yep. So even though it's been maybe a year up top, it might only have been like two days down at the bottom of the abyss. It's like Inception or whatever. Yes. When those guys go as you to get the deeper, it gets slower or whatever. Yeah, time slows down. I don't know why it does, but that's why I love this sh- show, this manga. Like it's it's a crazy mystery, and I have no clue what's yeah. next. My only, yeah. my only uh, like counterpart to why I think he's just pure evil is that he's he's doing this for the the science of the abyss, but it's not needed. Like there's nothing that is going to the world doesn't need the abyss. The abyss is literally like there for the world is centered around the abyss. It they is. say at the beginning of season one, the towns are only around the abyss and like all things are drawn to the abyss. And like, there's a saying in season one, like everything comes back to the abyss. And that's why they think Rico is so drawn to the abyss because she was born. She was in born the there. Yes. But like, okay. But like, say, I don't know. I, I guess I'll just put it in my terms. I don't think sacrificing the children for the outcome that they're getting is worth it because he's sacrificing. I don't even want to know how many children because even in one fight, yeah. he dumps like three cartridges. So that's three kids that are at least probably 10 plus years old. So that's 30 years of his life. He dedicated to well, you know, growing a bond so he could use them as, I don't know, fuel fought down there and you saw the like like he they were walking on top of him in the manga i'm almost positive it's like a mountain of those things just all on top of each other like trying to crawl back to that hole yeah mm-hmm. that was yeah there's some there's, some there's some really uncomfortable scenes because there's a scene where he's in the hole and he like uh, they're they the fight starts there and i think he mm. like kicks one of the slime people and like their eyes all fucked up i'm like oh my god yeah, no, he, yeah he, the reason he, why he could be inherently good also is like wouldn't you think if he was an evil bastard like he was walking down there and he knew every single one of their names That's based true. on their okay. I, don't, I don't think that makes him a good yeah. person but i just yeah he did and he also showed regret like you see like like I said, he's not just doing it for himself because he wants to be the smartest man ever. Like he's not even himself anymore. He's twisted as hell from the abyss, but he still has the same goal in mind. Yeah, and he also still wants to um, 
Oh, or not only does he still know the names, but he also still feels bad when whenever their cartridges are ejected. He's always just like, "Man, I really liked." Or he like, does say their names. He wanted to be a princess. He says yeah. their names and t- says stuff about them. That's again another that that was what I was in the chat. I was like, "Fuck you guys!" I, mean, sh- I was right. It shows, I was right. It shows he yeah. cares about them, but he's still garbage. Like he's no, still- he's not. He's not. And isn't though. teacher or whatever leader? Then isn't he bad? He's training these kids to go to the abyss. Who so if all will die, why is he any worse than Bonjard? You know, uh, and think... at least Bonjard looks like an evil bastard and is like not hiding <laughs> what he's doing. Like I mean, that leader, is leader looks like he's then. the nicest boy ever, and he just sends lies or Rico down the abyss. Well, they yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we want to have this. He only like sends him to like the first level though. The first level, yeah, but that's yeah, that's no, where people die. Said, true, it's true. They do die. Though. Telling them if you don't get to the point of no return before I catch up with you, then you're coming back with me. So it was like another test. Yes. Oh, I should say before I point this out, if we do have a conversation on the first season as well. So if you like our conversation, yeah. everybody should go check out our Watch Club Thank episode you. of Bait and Abyss. Although it is our first episode of Watch Club, so it was okay. bear with us. It, was an it wasn't okay bad. No, it wasn't bad. It's just bear with us though. There yeah. are some there are some things that we were still uh, we were still. Well, to put it uh, to put it in Reg's terms, we were still rubbing those out, you know. Ooh, um, yeah, okay. ha ha, ha 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 ha. Yes, yeah. Good. Okay. Uncomfortable joke. Moving on. Move, uh, moving on. I just want to say, um, so his like, his like, I don't know, his team that he works with down in this fortress are those like go- yeah. are those golems or are those like real people or because like when they died the they, yeah the people the helmets because like when they died they had like the same thing that he had. I don't know what they. They are because they seem dumb. You know? Like they just seem because like uh, now that she like rescued uh, Reg like super easy because they just seem like dumb golems. So so my interpretation of that was that since that they're like his conscience is like the ma- in the mask right and so I think he is always it's, I extend I interpreted them as like extensions of that conscience where they could be a vessel for him but they are not necessarily as intelligent or smart as okay. he himself is that's that, how that i makes interpret sense it. because like when they died he they look the exact same as bone druid so yep that would make sense okay yep uh and i i liked too that he wasn't gone and that um oh my god that's such a cool that scene. was so cool i know we touched on it but holy shit dude we we were blowing up in chat like holy shit like yep what I knew happening? I knew he was alive. I knew he wasn't I, dead either, but I was like, uh, that's why I was just like, wait, is he actually dead? But then when they showed him, because like, I was like, why hasn't someone come to take his mask, or why hasn't Nanachi destroyed his mask yet either? Too like that would have been the only way to do it. But I'm glad Nanachi didn't, and I'm glad Nanachi started to see why she might have stuck around him or might have felt some sort of loyalty or um, whatever to him. You know, like he he definitely. I don't think um, it was. Was it even the mask that? did it it was that weird plant thing that transferred the consciousness wasn't it i think I thought, the mask was just like I, I, the vessel yeah like I, the I, vessel I, or something like that was like his persona in the wiki it says that the the per, the people he puts those masks on like he doesn't need a human to like implant his consciousness into and that must be why he has that crazy like monster like looking he gets form. the tail oh the tail and, yeah, yeah whoever he's taking over like these beasts that he finds or something maybe that's why they're stupid too that he's did that some sort sense. of yeah not only that the section of this movie or whatever so isn't it doesn't the, go past isn't the whistle um his soul or his spirit too isn't that yeah, what they well, say about white whistles is that they're the the only was, way a white whistle is formed is by 
for life. Yeah, it's like human. It's, it's so maybe that's how he his consciousness passes through that that whistle or that the, that that's the vessel as well, along with the mask. I don't know. Again, that, would make, that would make sense, honestly, just based off like the lore of the abyss. Like that's yeah. the vessel. There, there, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of questions that I'm hoping to get answered because hopefully next season because they went like in the manga when they talked about the cartridges right away. There was like a deep explanation of like what the cartridges are, how they're made. Granted, they. <clears throat> They later went into how the cartridges were made, but they also talked about how the white whistles were made. So, okay, hopefully, season or in the next season. I do know that now that Liza, or I keep wanting to call Rico Liza. Now that Rico has a white whistle, like she's gonna wear it around her neck, so like people are going to see it, or like monsters are gonna see it. They're gonna, you know, they they're scared of white whistles. Like they're known. Oh, in really? The abyss. Okay. I thought that. Yeah, I figured that too. I was gonna say was- like. Isn't Obi have... immovable? And Liza had like a name also, and then Bone Drew had a, like they all have these crazy nicknames for like mm-hmm. their feet they did in the abyss. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's when uh, one thing I guess the final part we can touch on is uh, uh, Prushka and her becoming the, uh, the what's her name's white whistle. Um, Rico. Uh, Rico. Rico's white whistle. I thought that was really cool. I didn't see that coming, or I wasn't ready for it when it happened. Like when I was reading it too, I was like, "Did that happen?" I was so confused. I actually reread the chapter because you a lot of it's done off the panels. It doesn't just explain it out to you. So you have to see like the blood or her body falling out, and then you in the movie it's easy because you hear it. It's like, "Well, what mm-hmm. the hell? What is that? It's supposed to be all goo." And then she drops out. You see the white whistle. You're like, "Whoa!" So that was really cool. And did it. Did you guys think it looked like Bone Druid's helmet or no? It looked. I thought it looked like a, a human heart. I thought it looked yeah, like a, the, the valves up top looked like a human valve. Oh, you know, heart. didn't she say what is that too when they took it out of her body? Like when she was when they were dissecting yes, her. But they, remember when they were taking things out? When they so when I, they took it out, it didn't look like a heart though. It didn't. No, yeah. that to me was just like it's oh, a body it. part. It looked I like that a was basketball like or something. It was just I like a that was, round thing covered in goo. Yeah, again, I don't think that that was what that scene was supposed to be. It was supposed to that scene was supposed to be her like being worried and not sure if her love for uh Bonedrude was actually that strong, but then her be her her still feeling that way about him after, you know, like saying like I'm going willing to go this far for him because he he is whatever I needed, right? Um I don't think that that like it's not like the the bone was inside of her or the the, the white whistle was inside of her all along. I think again it's like the idea is that it gets formed from or it got formed inside of that that uh what do you call it container canister canister you know uh i don't think that that was like inside of her all along or something because that would be really really like contrived i I guess is that what she decided to turn herself into because that was what she saw was a heart i like i'm looking at the picture on the internet now like i don't even know what the hell it is it looks like like a I don't even know, like a Spanish mask or something like <laughs> of some sort. It doesn't really look like anything. I guess yeah. to, to me, it's just like how the white whistle resembles life and hearts are like a thing of life. That's, what I, that's I, how I, I'm just going to go with a like heart. You. I think it looks like a heart, even though it only had three valves instead of four, but like I, I did too. I thought it looked like a heart as well. That's what, that's the way I read it is it, or looked at it and saw it. Cause like bone druids is shaped like, um, bones isn't it like it looks it looks different like that um and then what's her name rico's mother's whistle is uh 
actually shaped like a whistle. It, it, yeah, it hers just looks like a normal whistle. With like, but it has like engravings sure. in it, which might be with her documenting and and transcribing at all of the things that she saw, like the the uh, adventures guide or whatever yep. you want to call that that they had. Maybe that's why, because she was like the first true explorer or the biggest, or the one who explored the furthest oh. and, and got the most. Up and then the top part of it coming over is like his other hand over his hand and they look very bony it's very cool looking so i think yeah, i think they... the, a real question that we need to get answered is did anybody cry during this movie i but i definitely cried when i read it when you read the manga I, yeah. I, let's say which part of the manga hit you the hardest it was like horrible like i couldn't believe that happened let's say, say that again sorry the when what happened to Prushka, like that was absolutely horrible. Like when she got turned into the cartridge, it was like that was so sad. And then when she became a white whistle, it was almost like almost another reason to cry. But it was like actual happiness. Like you couldn't believe that in the short time she spent with them, she cared enough and had a good enough bond to become a white whistle for Rico. Yeah, I think part of it too was her her desire to be on the adventure with them, right? Like yep, that's I think that's, that's exactly another thing, um, which is why that's it was a good point. sweet. It was nice and sweet to see that she will be on the adventure with them. By yes. being they showed him like walking into the, not the abyss, but like off, almost like walking off into the sunset in like one of those montages, and it was all four of them. And then yeah. right after that, you saw that she became a whistle or whatever. Yeah, no, that was cool. Again, I, I liked that. Um, I guess I'll answer the question next. I didn't cry at any point during this movie, uh, but I was very emotionally attached and invested, to say the least, uh, with, uh, with Prushka. She was... She was awesome. I really liked Prushka. She probably was my favorite character. Yeah, she yeah. was definitely my favorite character up until she no longer exists. Um, so she's no well, longer she, there. She exists in our hearts, uh, Tyler. True, true. Yes. And on that whistle, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. That, that was uh, that's what I was getting at. But yeah, um, I had a, again. I I I was like those scenes that you brought up. I was definitely like invested in. I wasn't crying though because I kind of was just like, all right, well, if they're going to introduce someone like this at this point in the story, there's not going to be a happy ending for them, especially if they're involved with Bone Drude or if they look at Bone Drude as like a father figure. Like, there's not going to be any way where they're not something like this is going to happen. I guess uh, I was sad that with that, but the uh, what's her what's her companion's name again? The oh the, the pet, um... uh, better than them, I think. Uh, What's it called? I, I forgot. Fuck. Adorable though. Great character. It was, it was great, great. M-E-I-N-Y-A. I don't know how you say that. I don't know how you say it either. I, either way, it was uh, it was a good good addition too. I really like that. That it, there are a lot of moments that made me go aw or aw or no, yeah, no. But there was no moments where I was just like emotionally like you know like again i use violet evergarden all the time as an example but that you know like the waterworks were flowing with that one not not with this one yeah i think there's one time in chat where i was like what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck yes i get the thing that really got to me was when you saw uh prushka essentially get, being i'll say disassembled being prepared to be and but then you see the flashbacks of like her like her uh, essentially being cursed and her having this really hard life and her almost dying by going up these stairs. And then she finally gets friends and she finally gets like, gets a taste of like the outside life of what she's originally had. And then it's like, and you're dead. It's like, well, oh, she's, no. not dead. she's not dead. Well, she's alive. 
I mean, she's essentially dead. No, well, that's the thing too, though. He took her, this person, this thing that, or this child that was about to be sacrificed, right? Or, or not sacrificed, put down, to say the least. Like she, they were like, oh, she's too fucked up. She's, she's not. She's suffering constantly. She is not in a place where, like, she was going to be mercy killed, essentially, right? Yeah. By, by one of the golems, and then my boy brought Bondrude comes along and is like, <laughs> no, no, no let her let's give her a life like essentially like you know she there is still potential for her she is still capable and gives her her name gives her a way to uh, a serve a pet the pet she gives he gives her the pet and they they become attached and gives her a life that at least was worth living and and which is why she's so dedicated to him too and is so in debt well indebted to him Emo- uh, literally, but also she just feels emotionally so attached to him and feels like he's family because she had no family. I think that they said that, so like they just found her, right? I she mean, just... all like the sacrifices are like essentially or- like orphans, aren't they? I thought I don't even think they're orphans that come down from like the top either, though. I think they're just kids that happen in the abyss, right? Is it that that was my interpretation? Of, is that they're That's children? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I felt I always thought they were just like orphans that were like essentially. When he cattle. started, he used that giant elevator that took him down, but they. It doesn't like it's not like the show really explains a lot of yeah. stuff. Kind of got no, like, which is it's on, pur- it's on it. purpose. No. It's like it's on purpose because how do you explain it? Yeah, well, also how do you explain it too? Like without it not sounding sure. really dumb. Like exactly. how are they? What are their villages of people just cranking out kids and then not taking care of them? Like no, like there's no explanation for how this guy got his hands on so many children because it's not like there's people that live in the abyss. There's the cave dweller or the the raiders, whatever you want to call them, the, the um, I forget what they're called. Yeah, whatever they are. They, they, yeah, there's them, and then there's the people on the top, like in the surrounding town. But those those people don't come down in a thing very you often. Know a lot of those people, like how many? I don't know the ranks of the whistles, but like how many middle tier whistles are there? Because like yeah. her uncle is a whistle, and he's down there all the time. So you would think maybe if like that's the only form of job, then maybe there's a lot of orphans. So you can like more or less just take kids down or something. I don't know really. Yeah, but like, but there's also they they say I think in the first season like oh they sell all of the relics. Like people come from around the yep. world buy the relics uh, from this specific abyss. So I don't know. Again, that's where I was just like oh that's awesome. Like it it, it made. Bondrude redeemable to people that already I already thought he was redeemable because I was like I get what they're going at they're going for a guy who is by any means necessary trying to figure out the curse or is trying to do it but then this made him redeemable by showing that he actually did care about these the kids or uh cared enough to take someone that should have been mercy killed and make give them a happy life which uh that but that was very emotionally investing for me as well and even before that though too when when they showed her getting ready getting prepped to be cut up and everything that was that that got that to me i was just like no oh no they're not gonna do it and then they didn't need anymore like pretty much all of her yeah no before that before that even before that because when they actually showed her getting cut up that was also kind of sad or they were like and asked her if she was ready or you're you're almost time to be uh like you're almost grown or something like that oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. well there was there was that but no like when they showed like the the marks on her body where she was going to be cut and she was just laying in the chair and she was just like man what's about to happen or, or am i ready like that's essentially yeah, what 
she, yeah, that was just like, oh no, she, they're not going to do that. Like, no, like, please don't. Even though we knew it was going to happen, it was still like, kind of like, man, this I is. I mean, like, this... I, I said before, it wouldn't be made in abyss without like, what the fuck moments. And that was one mm-hmm. of, I don't know, five or six that were like, really just like, holy shit moments. So, mm-hmm. I guess let's get to our final thoughts since we don't, probably don't have to touch on a whole lot. So, uh, Tyler, I think we talked about Tyler, much Chad, you, which one do you guys want to start first? And I can go. I, I mean, mean, I love the manga. I have it as a nine. I've seen the first season like three times. One of the only animes I've watched more than once. And then this movie, I I, I really love the movie. I liked it more than the manga. Like, are we giving scores or not? Yeah, one through ten. I'd give it a ten. I think the anime and the movie is a ten. If anything, I maybe would lower the first season to a nine because this movie was so much better. For mm-hmm. sure. Pat, your closing thoughts? Uh, I kind of said everything I want to say again. Like I, I, I was like half joking earlier when I said that, Oh, the, the lolly shits taking my score down. It definitely though, it's not necessarily just because it's the lolly shit that it's bringing the score down. It's because it, it was so not fitting with the rest of the, the For moments. Sure. It took, it took me out of it. It, and then also it being lolly stuff like fucks me up. I hate that. Sure. I just don't understand it at all. And it bothers me that it's somewhat normalized in the culture. So I, um, even beyond that i think this movie was fantastic i really liked it a lot more than i liked the show itself as well i can't speak highly enough about it please watch this movie i'm giving it a nine out of ten all right and i'll close things off i thought there's so many amazing parts of this movie uh right away in the beginning the animation was top tier loved every second of it kevin pinkin is like the best music guy in anime right now i don't know how many times did we said in chat like the music the soundtrack like Oh my god! At least three or four times, and that was just like subconsciously listening to it. I bet if we went and like listened to the soundtrack, we'd be like, "Damn, like this is really good." So the sound, as always, incredible. We waited four years for this, and it was worth every second. I loved it so much. I can't wait for season two. This was such a well done movie. It answered. I should say it answered, but it definitely set up like the adventure. Except the next tier of danger that they're going to be embarking on. And I think it really solidified Nanachi as the next crew member or whatever partner in their ragtag team that they have. So love that because I love Nanachi as a character. I think she was my best like character when we did our watch club. So she was great. I mean, Prushka was the best girl, unfortunately. She's now a whistle, but still. R.I.P. Prushka. Great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Um, yeah, that fight is one of the best fights I've ever seen in anime. That was incredible. I love the because I'm like nitpicky about like the animation and directing, and it was incredible. Like how they set up that whole scene was so good. I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Go watch it. Made in Abyss is incredible. I love it so so much. Oh, so, there we go. So we go. doing doing some quick maths here. We had a twenty nine out of thirty, which uh, translates to a nine point six seven out of ten for us uh if we were if we're keeping track of our scores i don't think there's a single person watching with us that would have given it much lower again uh it was more definitely more than just the the random fan service for me that brought me down to a nine like again i i it's probably more just because i'm not that invest as invested in the series as you guys are um from the initial first season like but i definitely really liked this and i can't wait for more i cannot wait for the season two do we know when it's coming or no? Uh, 2021, uh, and it's just it's unknown like which season it's coming out. I'm going so, to guess like middle. I, I think, it's not, I think it was supposed to come out 2020 and got delayed because of COVID. 
hopefully like winter or spring maybe i'd say more spring i doubt it's winter i think it would it's almost not. certainly not winter about it yeah because it would have 100 percent would be announced yeah. it absolutely would have been yeah. announced it's like it's gonna make money oh yeah this yeah, is, i mean hope. when this is announced like this is maybe it's not it's really like this type of show is not like I don't know, like when Attack on Titan gets announced or whatever, like sure Twitter explodes. Main Abyss right. is kind of like that because it's a different demographic that uh, like gravitates to the show. So mm-hmm. it's still like the same character. This is this is a this is like a A plus show, like in terms of popularity. Like I really like it. it. And the nice thing is too, if you like the season one more than the movie, it goes back more towards what season one was, like more of an adventure and less of just a fight with Bone Drew. Sure. Aww. Which I'm cool because I love the adventure, the world building, and all that I stuff. Too, because there was I guess that was one thing I didn't love is we didn't see a lot of monsters, and I thought that was the coolest or whatever. What are they called? Hollows or something? Yep. You didn't see a lot of those in this one. Where in season one, that was one of the coolest things, seeing the beasts and whatnot that they fight. I guess in the movie, we were only on one floor. So we're in the show, yeah, they did very four. Fine to Bone Drude's like, hideout or area, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys have anything else to say before we uh, end it? Nope. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you could, if you whatever platform you're listening on, like, comment, subscribe, that bullshit. You know, the, the jingles. We're on Twitter. What do you say, Annie? That's what you say, A-N-I, on Twitter. Stay up to date information on the podcast. And we have a Discord. Uh, if you want to come watch stuff like we did with Made in Abyss, you can come to our Discord. Or play Among Us. Or play, play Among, Among Us or whatever yep. you want. Come join our Discord. Dis- links in the description below. But other than that, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you in a few days for Handshakers. For, for Handshakers, baby. Let's go. Thank you We're so, so much. We're so excited for that. Bye, everybody. <laughs>